podcast where we seek to see how Jesus intersects our everyday lives. I'm Amanda. And I'm Nick. Hey guys, um, welcome back to our second Monday podcast. We're so excited that you're here to listen to us and that you have decided to come back and that you think our podcast is worth a second listen. Um, this week, we're going to be going through Esther 1, 10 through 22. So Nick, you want to remind us why we're doing Esther? Yeah, so um, especially in this time now when we are secluded from everyone, I don't know if you guys can tell, but me and Amanda are actually in separate locations recording this. So This is so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really weird. It's new, but I hope you all stick with us through it as we figure it out. But yeah, so in Esther, it can feel like, you know, God is not there because he's not explicitly mentioned. Um, if you remember last week, he wasn't mentioned at all. And I think you'll see the same this week and as we go throughout the book. So, yeah, it's kind of a, a an interesting time where we can feel like God isn't here and that he doesn't care about us. But um, we'll see what we can learn from this. So, Amanda, what is what is the main point of today's passage? Um, the main point of today's passage is... Um, that God will use Xerxes' wretchedness and Vashti's rebellion to open the door for Esther's future reign, which I think is really cool. Women power. Not <laughs> Women power. So we, we read the passage last week, but in order to be time savvy this week, we're not going to read it. So feel free to pause now if you want to and read through the passage. And we're just kind of going to go through and dissect it and talk about it. Yeah. So um, starting out, we'll look at chapter 1, verses 10 through 11. And um, what we see here is that King Xerxes is drunk from his parties. He partied too hard. His party was too much rock anthem. So, <laughs> Too party rock anthem. Too much party rock anthem. So um, what we see is, you know, there's no good decisions can ever be made from being drunk. Facts. Like, that's not a thing. The Bible is openly against drunkenness. And uh, I, I don't think we can ever point to be like, oh, this was a great decision that that drunk dude made over there. That drunk guy crossing the street you know oh, that sounds scary it's like the, why did the chicken cross the road why did the drunk guy cross the road <laughs> anyways so king xerxes is drunk um in that time the persians believed that uh when you were drunk that you could come in contact with the spiritual world and receive good counsel possibly so um i'm not saying that's why he was drunk it's obviously like he was partying a lot but that was kind of like a persian belief and so yeah and so after that we see that xerxes wants to show off his queen his queen bee his wife queen bee queen bee yes who's his queen who's his wife amanda um, his wife is, uh, Vashti. Vashti. Remember, if, if you remember from last week, we looked at Vashti. And she is queen. 
she threw the separate party for the ladies. She threw the lady party. <laughs> it was the party rock anthemet. Oh, I did not like that one. <laughs> well, that, that was a failed joke, but you know. Anyways, so yeah, the king wants to show his his dudes he has assembled with him. He wants to show off his wife. Okay, so, that's such a good thing though. Like, show off your wife. Show off your wife, but maybe not when you're drunk. I don't know. Yeah, true. <laughs> I forgot that he was drunk. <laughs> also, we don't we don't really have like what he wanted to show off. Did he like he told her to come in her headdress? Like, we don't know if he wanted her to be only wearing a headdress. We don't know if he wanted to show off like her fashion. Uh, yeah, we don't really know, but we can we assume need some that, more details. Yeah, we can assume that it wasn't great by Vashti's response to it. So. Um, as we looked at last week, uh, the commentary that I heavily borrow from uh, refers to Vashti, and it says that, you know, her name could stand for, like, an honored one or, like, the favored wife, and perhaps it's not actually her name, but that's what we have in Scripture. So the only action we see in Esther that she's doing is refusing the king. He said, mm -hmm. She's saying no to him. When he's like, hey, come here. Let my friend see you. I don't know. Oh, no. I said it was a good thing a second ago, but now I think I'm retracting my statement. So, yeah, right. Kind of creepy. <laughs> come here and stand in front of my friends. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. So, thanks, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, I hate it. So why did she refuse? Um... I feel like she just refused because she knew that like he wasn't doing this in the right mind and she was like mm, no no yeah no but like we really don't know why she refused yeah, yeah we, only like, we can we can come up with different things but in the end we don't know and that's okay you know it's okay to approach a passage and and not know the ins and outs of everything or it's okay to realize that partway through your first podcast about the Bible that uh, you didn't know that BC was backwards. Right. It's okay not to know things, y'all. It's, it's okay fine. not to know things. And that's something that I have a hard time doing is saying, I don't know. But right now I'm saying, why did she refuse? I don't know. We don't know. Maybe We've made we it a goal for Nick this semester to like start saying, I don't know more. And I think he's doing a good job. Yeah, I don't know. Am I? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so back to Vashti. The king was, you know, mad because displaying her wasn't for her. He wasn't doing it for her. He wasn't being like, oh, look, she's beautiful. Let's, let's honor her. He was doing it because, like, I want it for myself. I want the honor of, like, my beautiful wife. And so... Even though, like, from the start, it can look okay. Like, oh, he's just showing, like, how pretty his wife is. No, it's it's for his honor. It's for his glory. It's not for hers. And that's when it gets kind of gross, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's just it's weird. It's weird. It gives me, like, a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You should brush your teeth. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Xerxes makes me want to brush my teeth again. <laughs> makes you want to brush my teeth. It's a good toothpaste brand, Xerxes. Ooh. It's we like gave a- y'all so many uh, company ideas and like brand names. So someone <laughs> makes something off of this. You have the Vashti bar soap and the Xerxes toothpaste. We're just going to create a bathroom line. It's like a mint and orange juice toothpaste that leaves a bad taste because <laughs> he leaves a bad taste. Ew. And then please go wash, brush your teeth with like Colgate after that. Yeah, yeah. Colgate, a trusted brand. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Colgate. Anyways, maybe one day. We are sponsored uh, by Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So versus, uh, I was looking at like 10, 11, and 12. We recapping, we have the king drunk after his party and he's chilling with his bros and he's like, hey, bro, look how hot my wife is. Like, I'm going to get her to come in here so you can look at her. And then his bros are like, yeah, man, you should bring your wife in here. And then she's like, no, I'm not going in there. He's crazy. Like, no, I respect myself enough not to do that. I respect myself. I, 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 I'm, yeah, that's gross. Yeah. So I really am enjoying your voice for all these people. That's just how I imagine him talking with his guys. And then, yeah, we get to verse 13 and 13 through 20. We see he's sitting around with his seven wise men. So he turns to them for counsel because uh, he's, he's drunk. So he, he kind of believes, you know, I can go to, I can get spiritual counsel. I can go to my seven wise men for judgment on this because my wife just said no. So what do I do? And uh, we see that he doesn't want word to spread about Vashti's unwillingness. Right. And so he turns to them. He's like, hey, Brad, what should I do? <laughs> hey, bro spirits. What do I do? <laughs> Bros. <laughs> Bro- it's not like brosifs, it's bro spirits. Bro spirits. <laughs> Let me know what I should do. It's like Mulan. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh. I want to watch Mulan now. Yeah, it's like the, the ancestors in Mulan. Except they can't talk to her either because they're dead. Like that old lady said in Mulan. <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he turns to his wise man and he's like, my wife just said, no, what should I do? And one of his dudes comes up with the idea to vanish Vashti. It's kind of hard to say. Say that five times, man. Vanish. Why don't we just say banish? Banish. Because there's two Vs. Vanish Vashti. It's fun. Okay, but I have a speech impediment. (laughs) To banish Vashti and find a better queen. So he's like, yeah, that's a good idea, man. We'll find a better queen who listens to everything I say. Yeah, right. because the way to deal with someone not agreeing with everything you say is just to banish them. Get them out of here. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Banish. There's not this thing called using your words or anything like that. No, no. But, I mean, he kind of uses his words here by banishing her with his words, his decree, right? So, yeah. I roll. And he says that kind of the idea this wise man is having is that, you know, once he banishes her, it sets an example 
for the wives, the wives that are under the king's rule to not disrespect their husbands in the same way, right? And so that's kind of the reasoning behind this is like, this will set an example for him. No one's going to like react the way that Vashti did. I just really like using that voice. It's fun. Uh, this passage like makes me so angry. It's kind of messed up. It's kind of, it's messed, kind up. of messed up. Right. Yeah. It's and very messed up. It just shows that, you know, when you, when you have a king who doesn't respect God's law, right. Who sees himself as God that ultimately power corrupts. Ooh, kill him. Ooh. Or got him. Corrupted him. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, corrupted him. Yeah, and we and we know that, you know, Xerxes doesn't have power anymore. But there's someone who does that we'll get to later. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know who that is. So Amanda, any more thoughts on like the seven uh wise people that I the don't think they were in? very wise. Ha 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 unwise roasted boom roasted boom roasted boom <laughs> so yeah that's that's 13 to 20 so yeah re- recapping dumb he, decisions he has his his little seven unwise men Ooh, got oh. him corrupted wow. him <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So and one of them's like, yeah, man, you should vanish Vashti. That will teach everybody, all the women in the kingdom. So that's what the king does is we see in verse 21 and 22, he makes some rather dumb decisions and decrees. And uh, he was happy with the advice that that dude gave him. That so dude. He, that dude. This guy. He was happy with that advice, and so he puts it in a decree, like, I'm, uh, I'm vanishing Vashti. I want a new queen. Hmm. Sad. Stupid. R.I.P. Vashti. Well, um, she's not dead. I mean, she is now. I'll be, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I met in the past. She's not dead R. R. right now. <laughs> but she's now in... 2020, she's definitely dead. I'm glad you know what year it is. I almost didn't. Hey, is it is it 2020 BC or AD? Shush. I really <laughs> almost said it was 2018. So if that tells you where my head is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why 2018 was such a good year in my head. I, I mean, well, I graduated in 2018. but I did not. I was still in school. It was at the end of 2018. Yeah, it was like, I guess it was a good school year, but like I got married that year, but gross, (laughs) gross, just kidding. Obviously, it's a good thing. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) You guys are such a fake laugh. No, it's okay. So uh, looking back. So what what do we see? The king's drunk. He tries to show off his wife. He doesn't get to show her off because she's like, no, you're gross. And then <laughs> he's like, dude, did you guys see that? Like, 
She totally just stood me up. And they're like, you should banish her. He's like, yeah. And then they all gave high fives and stuff. I definitely saw this kind of behavior in college when I would like see people who were drunk. It was definitely this exact attitude. Like, oh, let me show someone up. Oh, you don't want to get out. <laughs> get out. Ha. So annoying. Let's fight, bro. <laughs> so looking at this, God's not mentioned here, right? We've, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. But what do we know about Jesus because we know Jesus and, you know, we have the second half of the Bible that they didn't have in the Old Testament, right? They At this time, they probably only had, like, first five books, like the Pentateuch, I think. Could be wrong. But, you know, what do we know now about Jesus? So His power is absolute. Like, right. There's no one that has more power than Jesus. And if you can't see that today, then it's probably a really scary place because of everything that's going on. No doubt. Preach. Um, <laughs> yeah. So at least like... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, go <laughs> no, ahead. When we're not in the same spot. <laughs> so we see that Xerxes has like more show than actual power. Right. And, you know, we can look at Xerxes and be like, wow, he's powerful. He was a king. He had a party for half a year. But oh, no. <laughs> by the end, we see that he doesn't even have power in his own house. Right. Mm, preach. He doesn't even have power there. So so then we then we see Jesus as the one who has power over the wind and the waves. He has power over demons and disease. And he has power over death because he defeated death. He defeated sin. Right. Facts on facts on facts. So as you said, we see Jesus as the one with absolute power. We can also see him as sacrificial. Oof. Because he's not selfish like Xerxes. Right. And he's not, like, as a king, he's not selfish. And as the husband to the church, he's not selfish either. Right. Jesus is the true groom to his bride, the church, right? He's sacrificial. He lays down his life for the church. They freaking men. Amen. <laughs> and, you know, lastly, we see that Jesus deserves all the credit for our beauty. Mm. We, we see Xerxes, you know, he wanted the credit, like, look at me. Look at this beautiful wife I have. When, like, he doesn't deserve any credit for Vashti. He didn't do anything to make her beautiful, right? Yeah. But Jesus deserves all the credit for ours because Jesus is the one who laid down his life and gave us that perfect account that he had, right? So uh, the only beauty that we have is because of Jesus. And we can look to him as, you know, the true and better king that, you know, has all the power, that is sacrificial, that gives us our beauty. So, yeah, we should look to him in this time. Mm. Facts. So, yeah, closing out here. Uh, remember, we're having Josh on this Thursday, so... Oh my gosh, I kind of forgot about that. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited. So we need you guys to text us or direct message us on, you know, anything and give us questions because we need questions for Josh. Please do that ASAP. And so, yeah, thanks for joining us today, guys. I hope you have yeah. a good day, a good Monday. Um, and stay dumb blessed. Soli Deo Gloria. Oh, 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 oh,
Oh, oh, oh.